Welcome everyone to Ron's Roundtable, your unofficial podcast for all things VFriends Compete and Collect gameplay. I'm your host, Ron, and I'm thrilled to be your guide in this exciting world of strategic fun. On this show, we're diving deep into the immersive universe of VFriends Compete and Collect, exploring gameplay strategies, existing gameplay mechanics, and uncovering those hidden rule suggestions that can give you the edge that you need. Whether you're a seasoned CNC competitor or a hobbyist looking to enhance your skills, this podcast is for you. We'll be tapping into the expertise of fellow CNC enthusiasts and top-tier competitors who will share their invaluable deck-building strategies, tactics, and insights. You'll learn the secrets to outwitting your opponents and achieving victory. Yo, what's up, VFAM? This is your market report as of December 3rd, 2023. We're going to start on November 28th and work our way up. We have had a tremendous amount of sales this week. Uh, a lot of the Series 2 Zero Cool Compete and Collect cards, those have been flying off the shelf. So that's where I'm going to start. We had a rare Tranquil, or no, not Tranquil Toad, my goodness, a Forgiving Horned Frog, rare, out of 500, went for $60 on the 28th. Then we also had a, P- then that was a PSA 10. I want to be clear. Because we're going to go over a couple raw sales as well. Another PSA 10, Carrying Camel, went for 65 A PSA 10, Meticulous Magpie, went for 60 Then we had some raw cards. Um, these This was a lot of 11 so 1650 for that. We had Hustling Hamster Raw, 375 Two Hustling Hamsters. One went for 375 one went for 7 We had a box go off the market for 300 Here's a raw conviction cockroach for 25. FU Monday Mole CGC 9.5 went for 38. We had a lot of um, a lot of cards here went for 165. Not sure if that was. Uh, looks like they cracked the box. Just sold the whole box for 165. We had a pack go for 30. And then we also got into a lot of. Um, uh, what was this PSA 10 graded cards as well? But before I get there, we had a raw, very rare Anaconda went for 55. Another very rare Charming Cheetah went for 55. And then you went Fly Firefly for 45. These are all raw. Uh, so you're looking at that very rare market around that 50 to 60 mark, maybe a little bit higher for some higher tier characters. And then the rare market is in between that 30 and 45 dollar market uh, now we jump into psa 10 core it was a core panda a core kind warrior uh, both went for 120 you had a sufficient shrimp rare go for 45 we had a epic glowworm uh, went for 135 so that epic market still staying pretty steady right around that 125 to 145 mark and we had a bunch of psa 10 um Top tier characters, so we'll just run through the characters. You saw Alpha Alligator, Gratitude Gorilla, Arbitraging Admiral, Adaptable Alien, Driven Dragon, um, Hungry Hammerhead, Heart Trooper, Competitive Clown, Versatile Viking, Entrepreneur Elf, Befuddle Burglar, Genuine Giraffe, Empathy Elephant, An Astronaut, Fire Chicken, Another Elephant. Actually, let me back up off of those. But um, all of those went for 119.88. So there were probably a dozen or so sales right there on PSA 10 cards. 
Then you had in between that a, a rare dope dodo for thirty, um, and then it just come right back down. So you had uh, a PSA ten gem mint for a hundred bucks, and then you had uh, that was on an entrepreneur elf, and then a diamond hands hen that went for that was a PSA nine went for a hundred bucks. So you know you're right in between that hundred to hundred thirty dollar mark for a series two compete and collect. So edition one compete and collect. Right around that 130 mark is what I'm saying. Um, 110 to 130. And then seeing it come back, just right back up. So that was on December 1st. And then you go December 2nd. Had a bunch more run off the board. You had uh, 555 Fan, Protective Panther, Rookie Card, uh, FU Monday Mole. Those all went for 129. Um, actually, the PSA, the 555 Fan was a $40 card. It went for PSA 9 weird anyhow that's where we're at um then we had a lot of cards go for 116 cards go for 230 so just under two dollars a card then we move on to super stickers super sticker market is tanked you're seeing um so many of these run off the shelf uh jelly jacko motivated monster pin and sticker going for 20 bucks just the stickers for vampire the Smooth Spider, Competitive Clown, all right around that $20 mark. Uh, I did see a couple of, like, a Versatile Viking Super Sticker, uh, a Bullish Bull. You know, the Bullish Bull went for 105 and then the Versatile Viking went for 35 Then this is the one that, like, hurt my heart. The Gold Vampire went sticker and pin went for $81. Woof. All right. And then looking at Series 1, these are just on eBay as well. Uh, we saw a Graceful Goldfish, $400. It was a raw Graceful Goldfish. That was on November 27th. And then the only other sale that I'm seeing on eBay is a PSA 10 Quick Quail, which was $475. So if I were to give a breakdown of pricing right now, it looks like some of those core cards you know, in between the 2 to $5 mark if you're looking at rares, you're at that twenty to twenty-five dollar mark, and very rares in between fifty to seventy-five dollars. Epic looks like it's right around that one thirty mark, and then spectaculars haven't seen too many come off the shelf. I know that myself, I just got one, uh, a gold salamander. So that market right there as a PSA seven is right around that six fifty to seven hundred mark, and then you're looking at. Uh, for the Series 1 cards, right around the $200 mark. And for a Rare Plus, you know, those markets vary so much just based on character. And that's your market report as of December 3rd, 2023. And if you haven't already, make sure that you guys are listening to the Twitch streamers. We have To The Moon. We have Jay Courage, also on Whatnot. We also have Fanatics Live. All of these places are opportunities for you to jump into the ecosystem, get cards. There's always giveaways. There's always fun stuff happening. Um, so if you're interested in learning more about the breaking of, of cards or packaging cards, looking at different opportunities to jump into the ecosystem at, at a bazillion different price points, um, please check these guys out. Wealth of information as well. And they're always given opportunities to jump in. Today's guest, you all know him from The Courage Show. Josh Courage is coming in studio today. We break down all types of different things that he has going on with whatnot 
as well as the V Friends Compete and Collect tournaments that he runs, as well as his recent adventure over at Comic-Con, where he partnered up with a couple other of the V-Fam and put on a show over there, uh, put on a tournament rather, and also get into sort of the nature of collecting in general. Why do we do it? What's so great about it? And uh, why do we continue to stack those cards? Join me in welcoming Josh Courage to the show. What's up? Great sound. Hi, Ron. How's it going? It's going good, man. How are you? Fantastic. I forgot my VSP hat, man. I forgot my VSP hat. You didn't. You didn't get one. I mean, I don't think I went through the whole process to do it. I don't. There's just too many things. <laughs> yeah. to track of it's like VSP. It's a Starbucks Odyssey that I'm a part of. Like Candy Digital. I I just can't. And then when I'm trying to do all the friend stuff i can't oh i i totally stopped doing the odyssey thing because Alyssa is totally on board with that and she's gotten everything so i'm like you go do that i i like that for you well that's kind of cool yeah Ooh, i like that little uh, salamander picture frame you got going on back there that's cool oh yeah i gotta straighten it out there's um and i'm also missing like a whole row so i gotta buy probably 10 more salamanders from somebody Nice, I like it. Yeah. So, dude, the uh, the whatnot stream is going crazy. You know, it's it's getting there. It's getting there. Uh, I'm a little I'm a little concerned because I don't have any more product, but we'll figure it out. Oh, oh, yeah, you're all out. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's the hard part with all this stuff, man. Is is yeah? Is if you're trying to you know, like I've talked to you know Tom about this in the past. It's just trying to keep up with everything and. You know the then all of a sudden the V Friends does their thing and they jack the rates up and they're three hundred plus dollars a box and you know it just makes it it makes it tough to find it, finding stuff where even like even if it's just breaking even yeah you know it's it's really tough to find stuff so we'll see man we'll see what happens yeah everybody seems to <laughs> want an arm and a leg for pretty much anything at this point yeah but it's I mean it's a fun platform to use. It's really easy having like the auctions and the and the giveaways and stuff like that are so much easier. I now have you know I have all my stuff right here, and I could probably have it all packaged depending on how the day goes today. I probably have it all packaged up today and put it in the mail tomorrow. Like that's how that's how. And before, I mean, I'd be a week in because I'm like tracking down tracking down addresses. And yep, it's just times harder. So now, and for those of you who don't know, I don't, I'm not sure how you're listening to this if you don't know Josh, but regardless, if you don't know Josh, he runs a Twitch channel as well as a whatnot channel. Um, what's the, what's the name of the actual channel at this, at this point? The courage show. Both of them are the courage show. So if you go on Twitch yep. or whatnot, just get the courage show and you'll, you'll find me. Yeah. And he's been, he's been hustling for Jesus, man, probably six, seven months now at this point runs tournaments. He did a, uh, he did a collab with the takeover crew, uh, at um at what was that comic con yeah that was at comic con um he's run a ton of different online tournaments he's just crushing it he's a bison maxi um yes yeah so if you uh if you have any bison you know you got a buyer in in this guy so uh hit him up you, you saw a this first spec bison that we know got pulled yesterday yeah uh, and the guy, the guy, I'm immediately, I was in his DMs, and the guy was like, $1,500, I won't take any less. I was like, no. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm not going to, like, I just sold a PS, a CGC 9 Wallaby for $600, and I thought that was a pretty good deal. Like, yeah. 
they're not going to get no chance. I was like, I give you 750 bucks. Yeah. You might get that for a top tier character. Not to say that your character is not top tier, but you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's like, it's wishful thinking. It really is. It's like trying to get, um, you know, a, a number 12 quarterback in the NFL, the same price as a Patrick Mahomes. Like it just doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I don't know. So I gave him, I gave him a little bit of a hard time, and um, you know, he was like, yeah. I was like, I'm just not. I was like, you're not gonna, you're not gonna sell it to me. You're not gonna sell it to anybody at that price. Yeah. And, um, it turns out this was his first. So he bought. He basically won. I think he won a slab. So he didn't even buy. He he spent zero dollars. He won a slab, mm-hmm. and they sent him a pack. And in the pack is a one of one bison, like yeah. for crying out loud. So he knows nothing about V friends, right? Nothing about V friends. So I'm trying to be like nice and just be like, hey man, like I can, I'll help you out, like whatever you need. Like if you want help getting it graded, and uh, I, I don't know, man, I have, I have a strange feeling I'm never going to see that thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think gonna- you. Uh, maybe if he gets into the ecosystem and figures out like who you are, what you're about, and and then what that card is actually worth. Um, and how he could yeah. turn that card into pretty much a good top tier deck to play the game. I mean, he yeah. essentially could. He could, yeah. So I'm trying to like, I was trying to like be like, hey, come on the show. I mean, you can just just to watch and see what it's all about. Like, yeah. some good information, um, and just gotta learn a little bit more. I mean, he obviously was on the V Friends show because he won the slab. So like, mm-hmm. he has some sort of base thing. He definitely seems like he's a little bit into some cards. So and we'll see what happens. I'll I'll keep I'll keep chirping at him. We'll see. Oh, I chirped at him immediately last night. I was like, this car's worth 600 bucks. Josh, <laughs> tagged everybody. And that's, it. and that's it. Don't even try. Yeah. I'm just like, bro, what are you doing? Anyhow. So, dude, you're you're on the Ron's Roundtable. What we talk about here, those of you who are familiar with the show, you know that we're all about collecting. We're all about trying to understand the collector's mindset also, the compete and collect game itself. You're one of the biggest um, proponents of actually playing the game. Um, a lot of different variations of the game. You have a you have a tournament coming up. I believe it's next week. Um, just yep. curious, like, what are your thoughts on compete and collect as it stands today? Do you like the rule set? Um, yeah, let's just start there. Do you like the rule set as it stands today in in the rules gameplay? Um. Short answer, no. Yeah. Um, I think that it's great in comparison to what it was for a year, which is just war, which was kind of fun. And you can mess around with that and have some new ideas with it and stuff like that. And then they, they upgraded it to this new gameplay. And obviously that was really exciting because it was something new. People could jump into it and everything like that. But in the end, I still think there's a lot of issues with it <clears throat> as written. Right. It's like it's still I think it's still too much too luck based. Um generally unless you play like five or six times with someone it's still too luck based mm-hmm. um and i think it's also limiting based on the rules it's limiting because people can stack their decks and it just just demolish people um that, that is completely not luck so if like if you're playing with a stacked deck and i just whip out a bunch of cores you're gonna just i mean i might win one hand yeah so you know i i, I it's obviously i mean they've announced it from day one they've announced this is just you know in a beta version of, of the big gameplay so we all know that it's going to evolve and i'm eager to i'm eager and excited to see what they evolve it into um obviously you me dale all these other people are, are messing around with different rules and different gameplays different styles um it'll be interesting to see i will say the one thing i do know is that 
I think the direction we've all got with like boost, booster car, I, I think it's going to be a very different approach, honestly. That's that's something that I was talking to Cranek about is these background cards. I also talked to Rips about it on the podcast as well. Like these background cards that they're coming out with, do we think that they're going to... Because the traits on the NFT are different character types. Like your character type could be a monster, it could be a mammal, it could be an invertebrate, it could be all of these things. Um, are certain background cards going to impact certain characters better than others? And Cranek, and this will come out on the podcast that I release of his on Sunday, but his answer was basically, I'm not willing to confirm that, but you could see where those lines could be drawn together. And yeah. I was like, ha, it makes sense. It makes sense because if you think about Pokemon and you think about the water type and the grass type and the, and the fire type, like those work better together and against certain other characters more um, more aggressively than others, right? So, like water against fire is is much more. Um, it's a much greater battle than water and grass type. Yeah, so yeah. I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Have you ever have you given it an ounce of thought uh, in terms of the background cards and and how certain types could play against each other? <laughs> I gave it a lot of thought. I guess when we were like in the thick of the game. You know, when I had like some bigger tournaments going on, and, and Tom and Jay had their their group tournament thing going on, and I mean, it's very clear the game has sort of fizzled quite a bit, especially even I mean, especially from P friends attention. I mean, they they bring it up and they talk about it, and they obviously had gameplay going on at at, at Comic Con, but that's clearly not their focus. Clearly, their focus is selling product and boosting product and promoting product and coming out with the stickers and all this other stuff. Which, hey, we in fifteen minutes are going to come out with the stickers in fifteen minutes. Yeah. If you want to take a break from this and do the sticker thing, you're more than welcome. I am going to pass on the stickers. No, I'll probably get some more for the stream than than for myself. I think that um, I have opinions on that too, actually. But um, so I, I definitely have thought about it a lot, and obviously, you know, like talking with you on the stream, talking with Dale a ton, um, just kind of like brainstorming different directions as to where it might go. The the one question I always fall back on, and this is what's weird, it's it. This is what sort of stopped me from continuing my thought process is I get caught up in thinking why they approached it this way. I mean, I never played a trading card game in my entire life, um, so I don't really even know how to play Pokemon or Magic the Gathering or Yogigo or whatever the heck you sat with. I don't even know how to pronounce it or anything like that. I got some of the Arcana cards and I was like reading the rules. I think like, I can't even figure this game out. I don't even want to, and um. But what's so funny is all those games dropped as the game. And VFriends is completely not that. Like, Lorcana came out with, like, you can go and buy, a, it has a board and it has a little, you know, cardboard tokens and a rule set and starter packs and all this different stuff. And, and VFriends is approaching this so differently. So I get so caught up in why they're approaching it in that manner. Right? They're working with gaming professionals, people who do this for a living. You know, like... Gary is obviously a super, super innovative mind. And then there's also sometimes I think you can agree with me on this one, where, where some choices are made that are like, what? Why the heck are you guys doing that? Or that yeah. was kind of a dumb idea, right? So I'm curious if this process is actually going to hinder the growth of the game because really the game is, is not even secondary or tertiary. It's just like, it's just a whatever aspect of the overall IP growth of, of, v, of v Friends. 
Um, it's interesting. It's curious to me. Well, it reminds me more so like the cards themselves remind me more of sports cards at the moment than they do anything else. I think that those series ones that you have right there behind you, like those are sort of your, your premium cards, your premium box, your premium, everything of a sports card. Like even the case that they came in, they look like, like national treasures. If you're familiar with national treasures, like they look like and feel like, and were marketed like that product. Um, So to me, it feels like the cards were released more of a sports card style where the ultimate goal is to create this game and to create this IP with the characters, but they did it in a way that was more sport card focused. Um, And now I think that, and I've said this on the podcast a couple of times and apologies for those of you who are avid listeners, but I think the new cards, we lose the white border. The cards become smaller, rounded edges, more like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. And I think that those those cards and all of the marketing and everything goes towards more of the game itself with those cards. And these, what happens too? Yeah. these are all collectibles. Like you could still play, you could still play with your series one. Um, your, what are we calling these edition one VF twos? Is that what the, is that what these are? Addition. Like uh, we'll say like compete like and collect. Cards? Yeah. Compete and collect edition one. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the edition twos are going to be smaller, yet you'll still be able to play with your edition ones in that game. You'll just sort of be like the guy who brings the the gold Monopoly pieces to the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Because they are going to – I think they'll be collectible. I also think that we lose the swear words on the cards um, because that's – we already saw that with the bold AF bat. Like there was an asterisk on there. So I think that we yep. lose those. It becomes the bold bat, the hot hornet, all of those things. Um, so I do think that the game becomes more of a focus. This is a long-winded way to say. I think that the game becomes a focus here at some point in the near future um, because that's how they're going to be able to grow the IP in, in addition to the cartoons that they're already coming out with, those shorts that they're doing. Um, you get to those shorts by all these minis that we have the insert piece yeah. that takes you to the YouTube channel. So they're, they're growing it in a way that is, um, is interesting, like you said, but I think that it was much more focused on like a sport card feel and then they'll transition into the game itself. So my response to that is I hope. Oh, same I here. Hope, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that that would make a lot of sense. I think that, I personally don't think that was a plan. Just based on conversations I've had with Rips and Gary and, and Jeremy and and based on hearing them talk about different stuff and hearing Gary talk about all this stuff, I don't think that was the, the plan all along, honestly. You know, maybe they can come back and be like, it was the plan. I'm like, I, mean, I got called BS on that, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, well, they're all sports I just think, card guys. They're not even TCG guys. None of the team, other than the, the, the guys they hired to create the game, are TCG guys. None of them. They're all baseball, yeah. basketball, football collectors. They're, collect- they're collectors. They're yeah. collectors. Mm-hmm. They're collectors. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting way of, of growing a brand. I, I, I try to keep as objective as possible when I when I because I'm so embedded in this stuff. Same. I'm yeah. so a part of it. It's it's hard to be objective, but I try to I try to keep an objective view daily when I start thinking about this stuff because like 
in the end, I get uh, maybe I get a little bit frustrated or a little bit or like ah, I wouldn't approach it this way. It just seems so jumbled and and chaotic with sort of how they're moving forward. But at the same time, we're not even three years into this. Yeah, and. You know, like who knows? Like you know, ten, fifteen years we'll look back at this sort of thing. I was thinking about this yesterday when people were making fun of like new people were jumping on whatnot and be like, "Oh my God, this is so much better than Fanatics!" Like, what the hell? And I was like, "Yeah, Fanatics just started like six months ago. They're not even a year old." Yeah. Like, just they're either going to buy out whatnot, or they're going to buy all the technology and all the software and every all the backend stuff, and it's going to be ten times what whatnot is in three years because that's what they do. They just barrel roll everything. So just just take a breath it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, you think about all of the all of the collaborations that we've already done in just 3 years. It's it's mind-blowing. Like you forget some of the stuff just because there's yeah. been so many. Um and it yeah. it touches a lot of different aspects and I think like whenever you were saying sometimes you question like what the hell are you even why? Why would you do this? Like these super stickers that dropped today. The the turkey dinner stickers. I I do not understand why you would pre-order today for a turkey sticker that's not going to ship until two months from now. For Thanksgiving, so, right. I, I, I don't this understand yesterday. it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you were on it, but I assume either like knowing like <clears throat> you literally see Gary do this. Like you can see him in in, in real time coming up with an idea like tell rips or tell somebody to go do something and like that's how an idea was born yeah right so so in my mind either this idea came up like a week ago <laughs> like yesterday and it was like oh my god this is such a cool idea or they came up with this a long time ago and there were some produ- there was production issues which they've also had a ton of production issues because they i i i can't even honestly that like the more embedded i get i'm like oh my god i would well, Being that's in that what he said. Chaos. That's exactly <laughs> what Rip said about the trolley whenever they were making the the super stickers for, um, um, Jesus man, for was it for National? What, what were the more recent stickers? The alpaca stickers the were no, it was the Halloween. It was the most recent. Or the Halloween. So, it was, yeah. so trolley made the Halloween stickers, and this, and even still. There were issues with the Halloween stickers because they were changing backgrounds and all of that. And my biggest question was like, why do you guys keep putting limited out of the number? Because like, yeah. to me, you should if you're going to make it collectible, like serial the damn thing, like actually serial this thing. And yeah. and he was like, well, we were down to the wire, and that's why we couldn't do it because I didn't want I wasn't going to be able to review them before they went out. Um, so we didn't, we just didn't do it. We just put limited out of the number. We printed that many and that's what we did. I was like, all right, whatever. So I was like, well, the next time are you going to serial them? And he was like, yes, we're, that's, that's the plan. So again, if you look at the, the little prints that they gave us, like the little, um, snapshots of, of the preview, they're limited out of whatever number limited out of XXX. You have no idea how many there are. Um, you have no idea which number you got. And to me, as a collector, I think that's shitty. Like, I just don't think that that's the right way to do it. I say table it. It's a great idea. Do it for a different holiday. Yes. See, I agree with that. Like, I agree with that. Is that you don't... It's, it's so funny. It's, it's it's this constant talk of patience and, you know, we're so yeah, young <laughs> and all this other stuff. But then the actions... And again, Ron, this is actually my number... So my number one issue that I have in the VFriends ecosystem... Because I'm, I I have insanely like I am, like 
You care so uh, much that you're rough on it. Yeah, and not just about VFRAN. I'm, t- I'm talking about just in general, like my view of of how to how to push certain traits on on kids and stuff like that. Yeah, I have very strong opinions on that sort of stuff. So my my biggest concern is right, like is basically this con- conflicting this conflicting atmosphere that I think comes from the top down. Right, we hear it all the time, especially you go onto the VFRAN streams. And it's all this like, let's talk about the, the game and let's talk about this positivity. Let's talk about the traits. And then 30 seconds later, it's like, let's jack up the prices like insane. <laughs> and, oh, everybody bought that for $45. Let's make it $75. And I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it to me. And, and then even even the overall, the general message. And this I've talked with Jeremy about this on my stream. My, my, my big concern is when it comes to just Friends becoming this big, huge brand within the world, is it going to be something where we can take these really cool traits? Where's a good one right in front of me? You know what I mean? Like Fearless Fairy. And we can like take Fearless Fairy and we can talk about what it means to be fearless and like tell an in-depth story through a, through a cartoon or a book or a comic book and really, really like create a personality with this, with this fairy. And people can connect to her, and people can like relate to her, and people can learn from her. Or is it going to be hit the algorithm, get it in front of as many people as humanly possible, and just have this sort of surface level information about about fearlessness, mm-hmm. right? Like, or is it going to be a combination of the two? My hope is it's a combination of the two. Gary is really, really big on the algorithm and trends and all this other stuff, yeah. and he does talk about the depth of things. But sometimes I I watch him, sometimes I talk to him, sometimes I see him, and I'm like. Eh, there might be something missed here. There might be a, a massive opportunity missed where all of a sudden we get, you know, and I keep using this example when I talk, we, we get Coco Melon, yeah. you know, which is like, let's just grab attention, but not, let's not change. Let's not focus on changing lives. Let's focus on grabbing attention. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I think that we see that conflict or that, or maybe that slight contradiction when you just look at it surface level, there's that contradiction that stays there when it comes to just his message in general. But then it comes it comes out when it comes to like the cards, or it comes out when it comes. It's just, you know, he's like, buy this, buy this. You should do it. You need to buy this. Never ever buy anything that you can't afford to lose. You know what I mean? These you're like, whoa, hold on a second. Those are like contradicting concepts, and you're yeah. just like throwing them out minute by minute. And I understand you. I get you. But most people don't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Most I, people fly always... off of emotion. That's always been sort of the uh, the gripe about a lot of the tactics because whenever it comes down to it, he's a marketing and sales guy, and that's yeah. what he's doing with this with his V friends. And you know, to to his credit, it's it's gone pretty well. And um, yeah. but I I totally understand that, and and I I get where you're coming from for sure. But um, I want to switch gears just a little bit for us. If you yeah. so whenever you're collecting anything. So this kind of goes to like, you need to buy this type of attitude. Whenever you're collecting items, what are you going for? What are you trying to look for in, in collectability? Personally? Mm-hmm. Um, relatability. I, I think that I dude. I think about this. So I'm obsessed with the concept of collecting. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a three and a five year old and like watching them go outside and like they collect rocks or they collect leaves, whatever, just that day, whatever click, clicks in their head. I'm going to collect broken sticks and put them in my pocket. You know what I mean? I think that we are we, we, speaking of speaking of kids. My son is over here hanging out. Hey. Can you bring that up to mommy? Oh, I see. Yeah. Can you bring that up to mommy? Here, mommy will help you out. Come on. Yeah. He's rocking out over here. I want to watch. 
And he clearly has to go to the bathroom, too. <laughs> um, I think that in the end, deep down, it's an identity thing. Right? We, we as humans, so badly want to identify with things. With, with, it, 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 it's not something in particular. It's just it's how we build up our identity is, is by the things that we have around us. The Fight Club concept. I am my ikea furniture i am my pictures on the wall i am my family you know that's how we sort of choose to identify and and deep down i think that that is a human trait that we all share some much some depend on it others less i don't really depend on any of this stuff like if all this stuff was gone i'd be sad but i was like i don't fucking care right like but at the same time this is part of my brave bison is part of my identity and i'm proud of that Right. So because I think that deep down, all of us, all human beings share that trait. So for me, that's purely what it is, because I connect to that concept is what I'm doing is I'm sort of building my identity along with these collectibles. Right. So for me, when it comes to the cards, it's it connects me to the community. Right. That's that's stage one. Um, I then find the things that I feel most warm and, and connected to the brave bison, the, um, the self-aware hare, the patient pig, passionate parrot, these traits that I really, really connect to. And I want those more because they speak, they speak of me more, you know? So, so it allows me to be a little bit louder in the things that I want to share. Um, and, you know, there is definitely a worth thing. I definitely think about this stuff in the sense of, hey, you know, when I'm 85, not, what, I don't know how the heck I'm going to be old when I die. But whenever I'm there, you know, these can be things I can either sell off and help my kids out or I can, you know, move down to my kids if it becomes what we all think it's going to become. So I definitely think about that aspect of things, too. But for the most part, it's an identity thing when it comes to collectibles. It is interesting whenever you bring up what people collect. I'm, I always ask the question as well. Is is there anything weird that you collect that you don't show on the background there? Is there anything that um or historically you collected? Oh, not at all. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I collect frog feet. I don't know. Dried frog feet. I just think it's so cool. <laughs> Interesting. Keep them in a jar under I, your bed. No. No. I actually don't. I actually think of myself as someone who really likes to hold on to things, mm-hmm. but, but then I go through a phase. Like for example, there was a, I, for, for a while I had a crap load of like Batman figures and stuff like that. Cause I'm, I'm a huge Batman fan. I still have a few, actually they're around here somewhere, but I got rid of most of them. Um, because like, and I, I kept a handful uh, that I connected to because of nostalgia, and two because I thought they'd be might be worth. Like I have, I still have a package 1989 Michael Keaton Batman figure. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's going to be worth something, and it's a nostalgia thing, and it's a storytelling thing, and stuff like that. In terms of like weird, awkward stuff, I'm trying to think. Not really. The things that I have multiples of, outside of uh, V Friend stuff, um. Are knives? Uh, yeah, you do have um, a good collection of knives. Yeah, and it's not even a big one. I just I'm, I'm sitting here literally playing with one right now. But like, um, more because I'm, I'm I I have not been into it a lot lately. But I was like a huge outdoors guy. You know, I'm a, a certified survival expert person. You know, what I mean, you get sort of certifications for that kind of crap nowadays. Um, so like. And then you kind of get into, that's like something you get into and like the feel of it and the sharpening of it and how it cuts and the different knives for different projects and all this other stuff. So it's just a fun thing to sort of, that is more, 
less of an identity, even though it definitely is, and more of a practicality, right? There are like certain knives I'll use for certain situations. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. So like if I, I mean, if I go out bow hunting, I have a very specific knife I bring with me because I want, you know, it's a knife that a guy actually handmade and gave it to me. And just a beautiful story from from a handful of years back, and that's the that's the knife because he actually helped me process my first animal, and okay. I, I did I actually I did it with a rock because <laughs> I was at a survival school, so I actually sharpened a rock and processed my first animal with a rock, and he helped me he because he's a you know hunter since he was a kid, and um and like three four years later he handmade this knife that he had and he and he he gifted it to me as you know this connection that him and I had which was super cool, so anyway that's the knife I bring if I go hunting, um so. It's that sort of thing. Outside of that, there was a period where I collected belt buckles. Okay. There you go. I don't anymore. I had, I found an old box. My dad died a year and a half ago and I was, we were emptying out the house and I found this box of belt buckles I had. I mean, I used to have hundreds, but I found a box with like, cause then I got rid of them all and I kept a small amount. Yeah. And I got rid of those too. And I wore a belt buckle every now and then. It was just something fun. The process of finding them was fun for me. Got it. So it's more about yeah. the hunt than it is about the uh, the capture. For those. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do have a question, though. I have to know this. If you were to go on survive, not Survivor, but like one of those survival shows where you're only allowed to take a certain amount of items, which knife are you taking? Ooh, that's a great one. I guess it, it totally depends the certain amount of items. Okay, you can but, only take one knife, and you can have nine items. We'll say, we'll say that's. A, I think that's how many you can have on this one show. Okay, that's the, right. You're, are you talking about alone because it's the yeah. greatest show ever made? Your show. Yes. Yes. yes, alone. <laughs> so, real quick, I just a small tangent before I answer that question. Of course. So, my survival school that I went to, one of the instructors was was not allowed on alone. To he like applied twice, and he he was like absolutely not because. He was too good. Oh yeah, they were like, so we have was, to end the show. At he was point. on this. Yeah, he was like on the spectrum of a certain point. Super cool dude. His name was Josh, and um, he when he was younger, he was like, I don't fit in with society. I'm out. And he just literally, like, one day he was like, I don't like it here. And he just walked into the woods, and he didn't come back for two years. Holy shit! So they were like, No way! You just destroy everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so you already know how to do this. Yeah, he like you know, but he didn't even. I think he walked in with like a, just a knife, and that was part of the uh, the 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 challenge in the survival school is you basically finish off with knife only. So you can obviously like find sh- like oh your shoelaces is actually paracord, and there's little tiny ways you can kind of figure this sort of stuff out. But yep. yeah, the dude is awful. Um, just like you know, pl- you know, plant recognition. I mean, all sorts of crazy, in- interesting ways of of understanding survival. But depending on the tools. I would probably bring more of a um, more of like a multi multi tool blade type thing, because in the end, actually, it, in like true survival situations, having more of a, having like a hatchet is way better than having like a bushcraft knife. Mm-hmm. It's more versatile; you can do a lot more with it. And then the knife itself would be more for like intricate things, so carving out stuff and digging little holes into things and stuff like that. So I would probably have more of a of a multi tool. In, in that type of situation, if I was also allowed a hatchet, if I wasn't allowed a hatchet, I would bring a bushcraft knife because they can be used for a hatchet. I have a, I have a really big one. Like, you know, it's like 
or like an 11 inch blade that's really thick and you, i mean you can like you yeah know, like, right like crazy yeah yeah that's, that's also what i was thinking the fire stick in the handle and like there's then stuff like that so oh okay so you could like add some stuff inside of it it's almost like uh, i have this this screwdriver that it has all the bits in the in the handle itself so yeah. that'd be yeah. an interesting yeah. one i you know Whenever I think about collecting, because we're kind of on the deep, deep thought process here of of collecting and identity, um, do you think that that can, like, whenever you have so many of one item, what what do you think that's about? Is it just like collecting as many of the thing as possible that that coincides with your identity, or is it like, is it just, I don't know? I I think there's a super fine line between like between externally expressing your identity or strengthening your identity or searching for your identity and disconnecting from your deep internal identity and then relying and depending on your external identity. Mm -hmm. I think there's a very, very fine line. And I think we see it all the time with like people who like, Oh yeah, I'll get a couple. And then all of a sudden they just click and immediately like, I need a full set of this, 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 this. And and then they have to hold on to it forever. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, I, I, it becomes, it's, it's this really interesting. And I haven't like studied the psychology of it enough, but think of, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, I'll keep it like neutral and positive, but think of people like Chad who like connect, collected all the stickers, you know, he just got into this zone and, and spent, I don't even comprehend how much money, just to get a whole, like he was like, I want five sets of super stickers. And you're like, why? Yeah. Oh, so arbitrary. Yeah. Yep. And it's just, it just clicked in his head. Like, and that's what I'm saying. It, it became this like fun process of finding them mm-hmm. of like, Ooh, this might be a really interesting, um, this might be an interesting process for me to sort of find one set. And then at some point he switched over into the other side and said, I want five sets. Yeah. And I'm going to, I'm going to get five sets at no, like, like cost doesn't matter. And to date, you know, then, and then I remember talking with him. He was like, yeah, maybe I'll, you know, I'll be able to re- recoup some of that money. I'll sell them off. And I was like, yeah, but will you? And to date, he really hasn't. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I think there's a, there is that switch that I think I'm sure all, I mean, I've hit that at some time every now and then I hit it with V friends at some point. And I was like, what am I doing? So I had to sort of just, I think you get emotionally connected to this stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. because it does, it becomes part of your identity. And, and you can't just cut off your arm or some, or a way that you think the way you have thought about a certain thing forever. And all of a sudden you have this, somebody come in and be like, that's not how it works. And it's like this massive paradigm shift. It's hard to all of a sudden just switch something you've thought forever. And I think that's what happened with collectibles. We, we, we connect to it too much. All of a sudden it be, it actually literally becomes part of our identity and then we can't release it. Mm-hmm. And I think once we get into that, I think that's where problems arise. Yes, <laughs> you know sir. I mean? Yes, sir. You know, well, just like I said, just like I said, it would break my heart. Yes, it would make me very sad to lose all my bison. Mm-hmm. But I'd be over it within twenty four hours. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is at the end of the day, just a bunch of stuff, and the stuff can always yeah. be replaced. And well, not always. Because if it's a limited edition, it can't always be replaced. But you know what I'm saying. Um, I well, do, but I also think there's levels of connection, right? And like I, the and more I, I that's have, the part this. that you need to f- keep, like keep in check as well is, is like yes, it can be part of your identity, but at the same time, are you like detaching from reality to associate with this identity? And it's yes. like just 
chill, just chill, like have fun, but also maintain some boundaries and, and some healthy boundaries around your collecting and, and those types of things. So, and I think that's the part that I don't know if there's a character that's like a, yeah, balanced beetle, you know, have more of a balanced yeah. beetle attitude about things and, and stay, stay productive in life, but also have fun and do this collecting and on. What a great kid story. Balanced Beetle in Collector's Corner. Yeah. What a great story to tell, right? Like, yeah. that's, that's an opportunity. See, that's that's the freaking potential of this shit, dude. Yeah. Is that, think about how deep these could get. And people can still read them and be entertained by them and have fun with them. But, dude, the depth, that the, the potential depth, that's what I keep saying. Like, what does Mickey Mouse represent? Like, is there anything I have in no Mickey idea. Mouse? I have no idea. Yeah. What is what is what does Roger Rabbit represent? What does uh, Bugs Bunny represent besides arrogant pretentiousness? Like, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he, there's so much potential like a, here. He's like a real a Bugs Bunny to me is like the the guy who came from a trust fund and then like bucks society and just lives like an asshole and and t- tips his nose up at people all the time. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I don't know if you know anybody. My sister lives in Northampton, Massachusetts. I feel like that's basically like most of Northampton, Massachusetts or like Berkeley, California. Yeah, like he can always go back home, but he chooses not to and is an asshole about it. Like I'm homeless because it's awesome, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, Balance Beetle in Collector's Corner needs to be a cartoon or a comic book short immediately. So whoever's listening to this. You got ties to the team, Balance Beetle, Collector's Corner, make it happen. You don't even have to. And give you us know, credit. I want to do it. I, I get so caught up in these creative things. I wrote the freaking Brave Bison book that never came to be. Yeah. I'm like in the midst of writing two more songs from the two songs I wrote. Then this idea is I'm gonna be obsessed about it all freaking day. Oh, I can't handle this, Ron. I give it. You just give it to other people. That's what I say. Just fucking here, take it. You do it. Just like Gary told you with the V fit, like, no, you go do it. I'm done. Like I got so much shit going on. You go do it. <laughs> well, but the question is, how is it going to, I mean, I still want to build up my personal IP within this brand and who's going to freaking go do it. Who's going to go do it. Yeah. I know. I got you. All right, man. Are you ready to play this game? Oh Christ. Do I need my hand cam? Uh, no, you don't need a hand cam. I'm going to put mine up right. just because, um, I like to do the recording. So let me, uh, let me fire up OBS and we'll be off to the races. I'm so glad I I got my my regular computer back. I need my cores. I have my stack of cores somewhere. Um, all good, man. All good. Um, do, do, do scheduled events. So nice seeing Josh courage on the freaking Ron's round table, dude. I'm so excited. Time, dude. I'm mean, seriously. <laughs> it's about freaking time. I that's that's on me. It's on me for for how long it took. Oh, it's all good, man. You listen. It's it's tough to. I the the thing that's changed my life in the in the world of um of scheduling, similar to what happened to you in the world of the giveaways and and selling stuff is. Calendly has allowed me to just put my availability out there so I don't have to track people down for calendars and and all that stuff. And that's the part of me that has just like 
changed my life completely. Because you don't now you don't have to track people down to get their addresses and delay the whole process. That's what was delaying my whole process. Yeah, it's yeah, figuring yeah. out calendars. Look at that. See, look at that. Look at that desk. Do you feel so? Do you feel comfortable, or do you feel overwhelmed? Like, how does that desk make you feel? That desk makes me feel overwhelmed, dude. I'm. I love, love, love my collection right now. That's I'm, awesome. I am like, yes, I'm. A, I'm a little deeper than I thought I would be, um, in some of like the stickers and stuff. But at the same time, I've also, I also have like a another stream of income of being a jujitsu instructor that I kind of equate. It's like I'm trading, teaching people how to do jujitsu for my hobby. Yeah. Which is kind of fun. Yeah. So I use all my jujitsu money for my V friends. There we go. I love it. Yeah. And I also have my, yes, my CCC. Three, four, five, six. This is how we're going to start the recording. With this sucker right in the jaw. Look at that. Look at that. This was so from beautiful. the big event, man. I, I I was very proud of that, man. Like, seriously. Like, legitimately. You should have been. I, I mean, I thought it would be fine. I didn't really think it was going to be, like, just the, just the energy that was there the whole time. I, I was so, so proud of how that how, all that played out. Really, yeah. really. No, you definitely should have been. It was a beautiful event. And um, I thought the outcome was was just fantastic. The triple series one box break. I mean, all all crazy. the above has. It was so much fun. It was so memorable, and I think that's the coolest part is you created a ton of memories for people. Yes. All right, hold on. I have that. You said that desk makes me feel overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious it's my it's my desk that i do a lot of my work at too so it's a constant reminder of like all of the traits and to to maintain those traits as i go throughout my day too i can respect that you know what i mean I can respect that. all right just like the the work workplace warriors that he was talking about back in the day that he had an idea on, you know, these are the workplace warriors. They put their cartoons, and I walk through a lot of a lot of different offices in my day to day where I'm going to my customers and and I see all their desks and they they all have something on there whether it's a a Garfield or uh, a Mickey Mouse or Harry Potter or name the thing. There's always like a poster or something sitting there to remind them about like their their detachment hobby. I see it all the oh, time. That's, a, that's actually a great point. That's a great point you make. A reminder of their detachment hobby. Yeah, like the thing that's that they look forward to. Their football team, their baseball team. Like those are detachment things that I think that is important for our mental health. Is like if you're nose to the grindstone 110% of the day. It's like, bro, like chill out, chill out. But it's, it's also, it's also like, it's like, you know, those people who you meet someone and they're like yelling 
yelling stuff about them. Like you, you know everything about them within five minutes, that type of person. Yeah. I feel like that stuff is when you're like at work or something like that, you are pulled away from your sort of deeper emotional connection to yourself. So you're right. Having those things is like this, but I have this stuff too. Yeah. Like this is me. You know, that's, that's sure. Of thing. Sure. One, two, three, four, five. That's what I have to do every time, too, because the other day I was playing with Dale and the guys, and we were using the boost cards, and I accidentally had 21 cards and two aliens. I was like, listen, if I were going to really cheat, why would I put two aliens in here? (laughs) They were giving giving me so much shit for it. I was like, shut up. This is my problem, is I graded all of my black cats. Good. Perfect. So you don't, don't have any I'll then. Get out of here. I, have my, I have my full set right here. I can just go in and pull it out. It's fine. We're fine. I have an extra black cat. It's I'm fine. getting graded as well. I have a, Where is it? I have a, a gem mint 10 coming as well with that perfect Persian cat that I got graded. Oh wait, you know you know it's a gem mint? Yeah, it, um I got it done over at To the Moon. They pulled it on a community box battle, I was I was fighting Peepaw, and he hit a some. I think it was a driven dragon, maybe, and then I hit that perfect Persian. It was like back to back, and then they got it graded for me, and it came back a gem mint ten. That's huge, right? That's very big. Yeah. All right, I have one more card, and I'm good to go. All good, man. It is. And the uh, the black cat that I have. Look at all these spooktacular or all these super stickers. This is an insane amount of super stickers. I uh, I'll tell you what. I opened you know I opened a few for myself. I got the full set except for the. Oh shit! There's more. Hang on. Right, let me make sure. One, two. Yeah, here's the black cat that I want to get graded. It looks really good. 17, 18, 19, 20. Good. Well, don't get a 10. I want to have a pop one, so don't get a 10. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't see any Dude, I, any white I got my corners, very, nothing. My very rare black cat grading a 10, that was insane. Like, that's honestly one of those cards where, like, I want to keep it forever because I think the black cats will be something huge 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. But also, like, man, that could be a huge... I don't know, a, a huge moneymaker. You know what I mean? And there's a piece of me that's like, I need, I want to sell some more shit so I can, I need more boxes. I, I want to promote the stream. And so that's my other big thing. Like I want to build, there's not much more I want in my collection. Like, for example, I have a diamond Admiral CGC nine and a diamond ape CGC nine. I plan to sell those. Yeah. Right. Purely because, because yeah, they're cool, but like, that's not, that's not my identity with this, with these collectibles, right? Those aren't mm-hmm. my characters. I don't care. Right, I want to have them because it's cool, but I don't care. Yeah, you know. No, I get it. I totally get it. All right, I keep getting new characters. That's my problem. I'm like, oh, I like that character now. Yeah, I'm trying to. I try to like keep a top top. I have a top five. Yeah, bison, hummingbird, self aware hare, uh, patient pig, and Gary B. Okay, those are my top five. Gotcha. Gary B is in there. It's not because I identify at all with it. I'm not even close. Me, I don't identify with Gary in any possible way, mm-hmm. besides being passionate about stuff. But like, I think that's the one character 
I think is being slept on massively. I think it's going to be just as big as Black Cat. I think he. I think Gary B is going to be like the Mister DNA of Jurassic Park. Like I think he's going to be in every single thing, like whispering in people's ears and being the narrator of all of it. Yep, like that's the whole thing I comes see. up, it's like, "Hey, kids, welcome to the Gary V Show." friends, you know that's that's one hundred percent. Yeah, yep. I can just I can just hear that annoying voice already. <laughs> All right, <laughs> hey, you fuckers! <laughs> like, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, heads or tails. So obviously, CCC is heads, and then the Carson Caramels is going to be tails. Heads. Uh, heads. Yes. Heads it is. Would you like to attack or defend? Defend. All right. I will take the attack. Look at this bullshit to the moon thing. Come on. Hey, now. <laughs> Collaboration, <laughs> baby. All right. Let's go. Uh, oh, hold, on, hold on. Hold on. You're, yeah, I can see it. Put it in the bottom. <laughs> we'll go back a little bit. You want to just start over? Do you want to put that in the bottom or mix it in? Because I saw the character. Okay. We'll mix it in. Yeah. I got to be honest, man. Got to have a little integrity. He's the honest <laughs> honeybee. Yeah. Wrong bee. Yeah, the wrong bee is honest. Yeah, wrong bee is honest. <laughs> All right. I attack skill. Except. 24. 25. Skelly. Skelly bones. Your attack. I attack skill. Except. 24. Damn it. 25. Damn it, Ron. I wanted you to go. <laughs> All right, so you got two skill. I attack Aura. I haven't played in a while. Yeah. <laughs> the last time I played was against Tom when we did the live stream. Comic Con. Oh my god, what an amazing event. You guys getting to go on Fanatics Live? I mean, how much better? In the studio? Really yeah. Except, except. 24. 25. 24. Oh. Alright, so one over there. Stamina. Yep, your attack. Decline, aura. Decline skill. Go total. 72. 120. Eek! There it is. <laughs> All right. One of each. Thank goodness. I'm on the board. On the board, baby. Woo! Okay. Let's go attack stamina. Decline skill. Accept. 25. 25. And we've only seen one of your damn foils. My goodness. Yeah, baby. No, you see two. Oh, yeah. You're right. You seen two. Can't really see more. I can't actually see the score. Yeah, I know. I, I, told have... these, I told these guys to make these letters or these numbers black. So yeah. you have one aura, two skill, no stamina. I have one of each. And now there's okay. two in the skill tie bank. Got it. My attack. I attack skill. 
Oh my god! Do I take it? Do I do I jump on a ri- Do I take a risk? <laughs> oh shit! Risky business. I got it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. This might be the dumbest move of my life, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna accept. Yeah. Twenty-five. Oh no! But honestly, it's probably the better option. Twenty-four. Okay. Oh yeah. I guess. No. Well, no, because you would have. You would have. You would have. Obviously, I would have declined. I would have done anything. You would have declined. Yeah. If you would have, if I, you would have come back at me, I was calling TTT. Okay. Well, that, then there we go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The only if that was a core, my I could have won. But the problem is, you. I mean, what? You're 2020. I would have said no. I would have said anything. You probably would have accepted though. If you would, if it was a core. On um, what? Well, no. If oh, I yeah, declined, yeah, yeah. you, if you, you went still. Yeah. If you would have come back at me. I would have had to accept on whatever you asked. So we're talking. So those of you who are not watching on YouTube, uh, check this out. We are, it's a very rare skeleton is what I have. And Josh has the kind warrior. It's a core, which is a 71. And I had obviously, so my, my stats are 98 total, 20 aura, 25 skill and 20 stamina. So I came after him. I was on the attack. I came out strong with my 25. If he accepted yep. it, awesome. Now I don't have to waste my TTT. We're probably going to tie. That's what I'm thinking in my head. If he comes back to me and he counters, I'm calling TTT. Like that. There's yep. two in the tie bank. I'll get one of each. So that's going to put me, you know, at three, at four into the skill. So I'm excited about that. But if in the were, end, if it were a core, I would have yeah. just accepted on that on that counter from you for sure. Yeah. So in the end, that was a huge risk on my part, but it actually played out the best it could have played out for me. Because mm-hmm. I, because you would have gotten the same points on, on skill plus two additional points, so it actually ended up playing out the best for me. Yeah. So now I have one aura, four skill, one stamina. Both of us still have our TTT. Yeah. And right. now it is your attack. TTT. Phew. You're gonna take out my goat like that. Yeah, I got it. Take out my goat like that. I missed out. I I missed out on. Oh, I I you know I missed out on my other. I had so many good foils. Yeah. That I don't know what's coming up, so I had to I had to get I had to use <laughs> I had to use that. You know. So. I understand. I totally understand. All right, it All right, is my attack. I will attack stamina. Except twenty four. Twenty five. Nice. You got Let's the go. eel, baby. <laughs> All right, your attack. What am I at? You're at two aura, three skill, two stamina. I'm at one aura, four skill, one stamina. All right. Aura. Except. 24. 25. All right, my attack. I attack stamina. Skill. Decline. Aura. Total. 72. 73! There you go. Woo! Nice. And your attack. Aura. Hmm. 
decline, stamina. Decline skill. Except. 25. 25. Eh. I'll take that, though. Am I attack still? Yes. Stamina. Decline. Aura. Except. 25. Fuck. 24. <laughs> All right. So, that's game. Mitigate. That's game? Uh, yeah. One, two, three. And then oh, I right. Because all the thingies. Yeah, yeah all the tie it. bank. GG's, homie. Man, I was like, I was a long way away from getting a TTT as well. I was like five yeah, cards right. away. Goat next elephants. Freaking alien. Harpic. Yeah, I was I was screwed if I didn't make a move right there. Oh, I was legitimately my all out of uh, foils until the last card, which is by the way a five hundred of five hundred rare. Nice, gorilla. love that perfect cereal. Yeah, bro, I was so I mad. Yeah, but that I have one perfect cereal that one ninety nine out of one ninety nine diamond um, wizard, right? The diamond wizard, that thing graded yes. absolute garbage. Those graded really poorly, and I don't know why. Yeah, I like. I remember when I submitted mine at Comic Con or National. I like really, really analyzed them. I have no clue why those graded so badly. Yeah, I don't know they either, don't. man. It must have just been something to do with maybe the color fill. I know a lot of the colors yeah. they're like a little bit off, like a little faded. So I don't know how they evaluate them, but regardless, yeah. maybe streakiness and the I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, who knows, man. Bro, thank you so much for coming on. I'm I'm excited. We finally got to chop it up about um, the, about uh, compete and collect and just collectability in general. Uh, we always get pretty deep in the weeds on the mindset behind things, and and I, yeah. I really like nerding out like that with you. Yeah, man, I'm I'm feeling more like in control of my time and my schedule and everything like that. Even though things aren't twice as busy, maybe that's why I sort of had to. So I, you know, the, like I, I got onto uh, uh, Rob Messer's thing. Um, yours, uh, I feel like there was another one I'm about to get on to also. So like, I'm feeling better about being able to just like get these scheduled in and, Good. and get it done. So I'm, I'm happy, man. I, I really appreciate you. I really enjoy talking with you, man. So thank you so much, buddy. Yeah, thank no you. doubt. And where, where can they find your show? Um, where are you at? How can they get in touch with you? I pretty much post everything. I'm trying to work on getting my social media well-rounded. I'm trying to find somebody I can work with on this, but Everything on I post everything on Twitter, um, J Courage NFT. But I have a Twitch channel, The Courage Show, and I have a Whatnot channel, The Courage Show. Also, tonight, tonight. Well, th th this is going to be posted later on. So yeah. a week ago, <laughs> 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 I have a good one on Twitch. So <laughs> it's all good. Awesome. Um, but I appreciate you, man. Yeah, The Courage Show. That's just search for that everywhere. Okay, sounds good, guys. Hey, until next and, time. Oh, and The Courage Show Live .com. That's going to be starting to be updated better and better. Okay. The Courage Show Live my website. Yeah. Is that going to be more of like a video dump where you're you're putting a lot of videos on? Is it going to be informative? Yeah. What should they expect? I'm not totally sure about videos, but you'll be able to buy into stuff for my Twitch stream. But it'll be more like scheduled information. 
So once, I mean, I, again, I, I'm doing all this 100% on my own. So it's, it's, I'm trying to figure out best ways to be able to put stuff on there. I mean, I do have past shows and whatnot and on Twitch. Um, so it, it should be should be easy to find stuff. I want to be able to, like, you do a really good job of, like, clipping things and, and editing together little videos and stuff like that. So I want to start trying to do that if I can, if I can find the time to do it. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I highly recommend grabbing, uh, grabbing the app called CapCut and start yeah. u- start using that. I got the pro version. It's taken my editing time and like I do like 25% the time it used to take me to come back on here, load it onto the computer, get it all edited and then pull it off the computer, put it on my Dropbox, download it on my phone. Like it takes all that away and I just do it. Boom. Take the video, edit, release. Done. Yeah. I've used it a couple times. So I'll, I'll try to check it out more because it has all those templates and stuff like that as well. It's yep. great. Yeah. All right, brother. Take care. Enjoy. Go watch the Courage Show. If you're not watching the Courage Show, get out of here. Until next Come time, on. keep building those decks. Stay strong. Take care, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform to stay updated with each exciting episode. Until next time, may your strategies be sharp and your decks ever victorious.